everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I am so glad you're here. On today's show, I'm joined by Katie J. Trent. Katie is a leader in the Christian homeschool community outside Phoenix, Arizona. She left a thriving career in school counseling and mental health program management so she and her husband James could bring their two spunky kiddos home. Katie's mission is to inspire women to grow their faith, strengthen their families, and simplify their homeschool journeys. In writing and speaking, Katie draws on a wealth of knowledge and experience from over a decade of counseling, ministry, and church planning. She's also just released her new book, Dishing Up Devotions, 36 Faith-Building Activities for Homeschooling Families. And based on the cover alone, I am super excited to learn more about that. The Teach Them Diligently podcast is made possible in large part through the help of our partners. So when I mention them on the show, I hope you'll check out what they have to offer and let them know how grateful you are for their support. Before we dive into our episode today, I want to encourage you to finish getting ready for your school year with 20% off homeschool curriculum during the last days of AOP's Back to Homeschool Cell in August. Get big savings right now, including $80 off a yearly plan of Monarch Online Curriculum. Or you can save up to $92 on LifePack 5 subject set, or save up to $70 on a Horizons Complete grade set. Plus, get free shipping on all applicable orders. So hurry, time is running out. Call 1-800-622-3070 or shop online at AOP.com before August ends and your school year starts. And so now, won't you join me in welcoming Katie J. Trent to the podcast. I am so excited to have Katie Trent with us today. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Can you tell us just a little bit about yourself and your family so we can get to know you more before we dive into what we're going to talk about today? Absolutely. Thanks so much, Leslie. It is an honor to be here. My name is Katie J. Trent. I'm an author, speaker, and fellow homeschool mama. I live in Arizona, but I'm a native Idahoan. My husband, James, and I, we've been married for 16 years And we have two amazing spunky kiddos. Our daughter Kendra is eight and our son Jordan is six. And so we're in the throes of little elementary age kids and doing all the things. We have a background in pastoral ministry for about 12 years and church planting. And then I also have a background in mental health counseling and program management. And I spent a year as an elementary school counselor before God really called me to spend that time with my kids and homeschool. And so that's kind of what brought us here today. Wow. So did you, did you actually start homeschooling your children right from the beginning or did the Lord call you to do that once they were in school? So my daughter did a year at at a Montessori preschool when she was, she was two turning three. So from the year of kind of three to four, she was in that while I did the elementary school counseling. And that was really where I was convicted that homeschooling was the right way for our family and was such a need. And so that's really what led us into that. So my daughter had that one year and then my son has been homeschooled the whole way. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think it's so fascinating, especially um, in a time like right now where so many people are coming into homeschooling. I mean, like the the statistics are staggering with the amount of growth that homeschooling is learn is is gaining right now. But I think it's really helpful to hear how God called other people in. So, you know, you noted that you were convicted that homeschooling was the way to go. Did God kind of give you a why at that point or was it kind of a nudge and, and your vision for what it was expanded? as time went on? Yeah, that's a great question. There was a couple factors. So right when my daughter was born, God began to put a message on my heart about the importance of identifying and nurturing our children's unique spiritual gifts and really Mm -hmm. looking at who they were created to be and how we as parents can partner with God to nurture them from those immature things that the world might say are bad, but are really put there by God to equip them for their purpose in the future. So I had that desire already and was looking at how do I do this as a parent? And then doing the elementary school counseling, God really just broke my heart for every kid in the school. It was a phenomenal school, wonderful teachers. They really love kids. You know, they're working hard, but they would be the first to tell you that the system sets them up for failure. And it didn't matter whether the kid was the smartest kid in the class or the kid who was struggling the most. They just couldn't effectively meet those needs. And I realized that I wanted more for my kids. There was nobody at that school who could love my child better, who was more invested in their success, or could take the time to really nurture them in that way. And so that was really what I experienced throughout that year of school counseling, was just the desire to do something different for my children. Yeah, yeah. Well, since you have been homeschooling, what have you seen? You know, that's how God kind of got you started. But what have you seen since you took that step of faith? Because it was it had to be a huge step of faith because it involved you quitting a job and 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 a completely about face on kind of where you were headed um, professionally and stuff. So so what has God shown you through your walk since you started? Yeah, it has been confirmed just over and over again, the importance of homeschooling. It was funny because just like you said, it was a leap of faith. I remember sitting down to have the discussion with my husband when we first started of this is what I feel like God is calling us to do. And at the time, I was the one making more money. He was Mm -hmm. doing ministry. And so it was a huge leap of faith for our family to say, I'm going to take all this schooling and things that I have and I'm going to quit my paying job, and then I'm going to pay to homeschool, right? Because we all know homeschooling (laughs) is not free. It is not the easier road. It is not the simplest road, but it really is the best road. And for our family, it has been life-changing. And as my husband and I began to discuss what we wanted uh, for our children, not just like I want them to graduate high school and go to college, but who do I want them to become? How do I want them to walk in this life and fulfill their purpose from a young age. And that looks different than what any school system, even a Christian school can provide. And so as we began to have those discussions, he felt the same conviction Mm. and we jumped in and within the first year, I think he really saw the difference and, you know, people meet our kids, they recognize the difference. And it really became something where the time we have together, the memories that we've made, Um, the way that we're able to so intentionally disciple them and teach them the really important things in life, teach them about Jesus and how to love their neighbors and how to walk in this life, not just going through somebody else's motions, but with purpose and passion. Even though our kids are young still, that has been such a blessing and it gives us such joy and expectation for the next 15 years of our life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you as one who is much farther down the road. I've got three high school graduates now. It only grows. The the 
excitement, that stuff that you're seeing blossoming in them now, you actually get to see come to maturity through the years as you walk right there with them. Now, you're going to get to see them fall on their face. You're going to get to scratch your head with the, what were you thinking? But they're learning through those just the same way that we do. So it's so exciting to hear how you're already starting to see God work. Um, and then, you know, again, like you noted, with such excitement about what he's going to do over the next 15 years or so uh, as you continue your journey. Absolutely. And I think it's important to know your why in that. That has really been what sustained us because you say, you know, they're going to fall on their face. They already have, right? Like we've had plenty of days where I want to hide in a closet. We've had plenty of days where I'm the worst version of myself Mm -hmm. and my kids are the worst versions of themselves and it's tough. And the idea of sending them off somewhere sounds so great. (laughs) But when we hold on to that why that God has called us and that this is the best path for them and that the sacrifices now are worth it, the seeds that we're planting are going to reap such an amazing harvest. The holding on to that why for me has really been life-changing. Oh, absolutely. I I cannot stress that enough. And and people who listen to the podcast know I say it all the time. But yeah, you have to know why you're doing what what is God doing in your family and what does he want to accomplish? Because that gives you something tangible, something to anchor to on those days where, like you said, you're the worst version of yourself. They're the worst versions of yourselves. Um, or of themselves. And it's just so tempting to walk away. But also on those days, it's because of the flexibility and the freedom that we have as homeschoolers. Sometimes it's just best to call it a day to, you know, kind of walk away, wipe the slate clean, go to the park, do something to kind of get away from the situation that seems to be spinning out of control so that you can come back fresh and renewed and ready to hit the ground running again. Yeah, it really is. And I found for us, it's those days actually where I do the most discipleship. You know, we had a day where it seemed like every 15 minutes I was pulling my daughter aside and we were having to have these big conversations. And at the end of the day, I felt so weary and so discouraged. It was one of those days where you feel like, am I failing at parenting? I may, you know, counsel parents. I may do all of these things, but I feel like I'm failing as a parent. And God really showed me in that time that I had spoken so many truths over her life. I had, we had connected so many biblical principles through each of those moments by taking advantage of that teachable moment and just pulling her into my lap and having the conversation and making the connections biblically with what God wants for our lives and, you know, where we could change behaviors and make different choices. And so after reflecting on that, I felt such peace and realized, wow, like where else would she have gotten all of this tangible, practical example of what God wants for us if I hadn't taken that time and I hadn't been with her to do that with her. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we have the promise that God's word doesn't return void, too. So all of those spiritual truths that we're we're giving our children and and showing them practically in day to day life is all it's all they're building that foundation for their faith as they grow um, and that will stand. So, you know, yeah, yeah, those moments, though, taking advantage of those discipleship moments, having those conversations, even when there's this thing inside of you screaming, you've got to finish all this checklist of stuff. Those discipleship conversations, those moments where you're strengthening and building on those relationships that you have with your children are so very important and you can't gloss over them. Absolutely. They're the most important thing. 
Oh, 100%. I wanted to ask you about something that you said early on. You noted that you already had kind of this burden to to start talking about identifying and nurturing our children's unique spiritual gifts. Um, so I we hadn't talked about discussing that at all, but I I was really intrigued by kind of what what approach you take on that. What would you say to parents who are looking, you know, we know our children better than anybody else on the planet, but how can we really get in and see how God can use them by the ways that he specially gifted them? That's a great question. I say the first thing and that you do is recognize that the characteristics that drive you the craziest are <laughs> there for a purpose. So my daughter, for example, she is very passionate. She has strong emotions. She has always wanted to be independent and a leader. Um, she speaks with such authority um, that it can intimidate adults sometimes. And so that is something where the world would quickly shut her down. And I remember even as a child, for me, people wanting me not to talk and to be silent and, you know, not to share. And, and it made me smaller by being in the world. And it took a long time for the Lord to really help me see that he had put those things inside of me, that I wasn't too much, that I wasn't, um, that I didn't need to just be silent and keep my opinions to myself, that I could really be myself. And so with my daughter, I saw those traits and God showed me he has them in her for a purpose. Now, my job yeah. as a parent, obviously, is to help her go from immature in those to mature? How can I help her to really nurture them and know how to use them instead of using them in a negative way without ripping them out from her? Right. And I think that's a delicate balance. That's where we've got to ask God for wisdom, like he says in James 1, 5. And he shows us that. And each day we're working toward those things of recognizing this is who she is. And sometimes other parents don't understand it or agree with it, you know, other people, but we see the fruit and we know what God has called us to do. So when you look at your kids and you just ask God to show them, show you how he sees them and show you the ways that you can nurture those things without squashing them. My daughter is also very creative, so she's never going to win an Olympic gold medal. She's not athletic <laughs> at all. Um, walking is an extreme sport for her sometimes. <laughs> Um, but she is so creative. And so nurturing that, you know, we get her paints and all the different things. We let her craft and destroy our house and tap into just those different things that interest her, knowing that as we nurture those interests, God is going to do something beautiful with them. Mm -hmm. And that's what homeschooling allows, right? When you were doing high school with your kids, you got to choose the electives and the different things that you were really going to focus on based on what God has put inside of them. So it's really just being able to look at your child and see the best in them, even when it might feel like it's a negative trait. Yeah, that's so good. So good. And I love the way that you highlighted going from um, immature to mature in those. We get to walk hand in hand with them as they grow through that. And they actually blossom into that young man or woman that God has created them to be. And it is hard to overstate how rewarding it is to see them blossom into that person. Um, it's just, it's unbelievable. I agree. So you said that you had two or three things for us. You've you've given us kind of that recognize the character that the characteristics that drive you craziest are there for a purpose. That's that's so funny because even as you were talking, I was thinking through with especially my three biggest ones, you know, those things that now that they're in college and they're starting to stand on their own, you really see that that go through. But definitely those were more of the characteristics that became um oh 
for lack of a better words, issues for them from time to time um, as they were as they were trying to to learn how to manage them. Um, but what are some of the other things that we we really need to do as we're shepherding our children through this growth? Yeah, I think the next thing, and this is probably even more important, is recognizing that family faith building can and should be fun. We, mm. I feel like as parents and even as homeschool parents are good at, you know, reading the Bible with our kids or trying to have a devotional time or taking them consistently to church, which are so important for disciplines. But we've got to move from the pages of the Bible and the pews of our church into our daily lives. We've got to teach our kids how to put their faith in action, how to make it not just something they do, but truly who they are. And that's really my biggest passion is how do we help parents understand that we're called to be doers of of the word and not just hearers as we see in James 122 or you know the scripture faith without works is dead in James 214. So we've mm-hmm. got to take the daily things and not just make it you know a certain times or day of the day or days of the week, but really how do we incorporate our faith in tangible, practical, fun, meaningful ways so that when our kids get older, they don't look back and think, well, my parents just took me to church or my parents made me read the Bible, but it they love Jesus passionately. It's who they are, and there's no separating them from their faith. And so I think when you take and incorporate that in every way, and it's simple. It sounds scary, right? It sounds scary. Like, how do I do that? I'm not a Bible scholar. I'm not this or that or the other. How can I help my kids with that? But it really is like we talked about earlier, just taking those teachable moments, slowing down and making Mm -hmm. the connections. Even if you've read one scripture from the Bible, you can take whatever that scripture is and God will show you ways that it applies to your life throughout your day when you're looking for it. So let's say your kids are fighting and they're having a hard time. You know, you might pull out Corinthians and talk about the love chapter and what does love look like and is our behavior being loving? Or you might talk about the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5.22, right? You might incorporate that. So you just look for those moments throughout the day to make that connection for them. And even when they're little preschoolers, you can do this. And as they grow, obviously, you can have much more meaningful and in-depth conversations. But if you start doing it now, you Mm -hmm. really are able to impact them in a positive way for their faith. And that's something that you can do starting today. Oh, absolutely. One of the things that well, one of the really cool things about having a rear view mirror being far enough down the road that you can look back is you see all of this stuff that that you did or didn't do or whatever, just based on, you know, the world would say intuition. I know it's God answering my prayers every day for wisdom um, and how God used it. And really what you're talking about there, just those natural conversations, the naturally incorporating what God's word says into practical situations, what that's doing is really wetting our children's appetite for that and modeling for them how to problem solve, how to, you know, think through different issues all using the Bible. And so what we found that I would have never even imagined is just by talking about, you know, what David and I were studying in our own personal time with God, um, we would sit around the breakfast table and just kind of talk about what we learned that morning, that we were actually setting the example for them that my kids grew up until they, you know, were older than you would imagine, thinking that that's what every Christian did. You get up, you have your devotions, you talk about it at breakfast and you move on. Well, that's giving them a really amazing habit that they continue today 
um, that we didn't set out to to say, okay, we want them to think that every Christian does this, but the two that they were seeing every single day were doing that. And so we have such a platform with our children to really, really pass on to them these great habits and great, um, you know, biblical uh, ways of thinking and so on about things that just comes naturally if you're in God's word and you're really strengthening your own self every day in there. Absolutely. And you've got to invite them into your process. So I mm-hmm. love that you invited them into your process with God because our kids, even from a young age, they understand so much more than we give them credit for. When we have a big decision as a family, we're praying, not just me and my husband, but all of us about God's will. And we're seeking it out and we're showing them how to take action steps in faith. We're talking about the miracles that we're seeing God do. We're talking about the answered prayers and we're praising him. And we're really walking through that with them instead of doing it separately. So the more that we model those things for our kids and the more that we allow them into it, the more that we take responsibility for our own actions, ask forgiveness, you know, the more that we can model godly character and do it as a family. I think that's the other thing is really when we're saying it's easy to want to build character in our kids. But if we focus just on their behavior, it becomes behavior Mm -hmm. modification and not that life transformation. But if we're saying as a family, we all want to grow in patience. As a family, we're all going to work hard to be set apart for the Lord. And we're working on these things as a family and making it a value that we have instead of a behavior we're trying to model. That really changes things for them and it helps them to internalize it. Oh, absolutely. I could not agree more. Well, I know that you have actually written a book recently that really kind of walks people through how to do this. Can you give us a little bit more kind of some of the practical tips and ideas um, that you give in that book? Absolutely. I'm so excited for it. It's called Dishing Up Devotions, 36 Faith-Building Activities for Homeschooling Families. And it really is something to make homeschooling and discipleship simple and inexpensive and fun and meaningful. And so it's set up to go obviously along with our homeschool year. And each week it has like a faith building or a character building trait. And it's got a little bit of encouragement for mom with a prayer and an affirmation to encourage her. But then it has a family activity, which these are, I am not a Pinterest mom. (laughs) I, you know, these are simple things that you can do from preschool on. And so it's a way to kind of take that big concept, like how do we be set apart and what does that mean into something practical that you can do as a family. And then it has a conversation starter because I'm really believe that conversation is key to our faith and to success in discipleship. So when we cultivate conversations with our kids from a young age, that's really where we set the stage for their success. And so I give you kind of the words to speak to get that conversation rolling and then a baking activity that ties in as well. So it's lots of different things to just make it fun and meaningful. I find if our kids look back on their life and they are thinking about their faith, instead of thinking about the things that we quote made them do, But instead, they're thinking about the beautiful memories that we made and the impactful things that they did, you know, how they lived out generosity and how they lived out uh, being set apart and how they lived out their patience and those types of things. That's really where that faith becomes who they are. And it's so they can't separate it. They can't look at it as just religion because they see the beautiful things in your family and it strengthens your family relationships. And so I think the more that you look at how do I do something fun, even with your Bible reading, you can let them draw or act it out. You can 
you know, paint something in the street with chalk. You can look at different ways to just let them express what they're learning and what they're thinking about. And then you can have those conversations. And I know this is scary for parents because it's scary for me. I am not a theologian, but letting them ask questions and wondering about the Bible. Why does God do this? Or what does this mean? And allowing us to kind of ponder those deeper questions, even if we don't have the answer, but showing them our process for how we seek out that answer can do so much for them. And then when we're looking at those questions, and I know I love you've talked about apologetics and all of those things, when we really say, okay, let's dive deep and explore this, there's there's no worry that they're going to fall away from it because they've been allowed to ask the questions. Mm -hmm. So having fun activities, having the meaningful conversations, and doing things together as a family, those guarantee really that you're going to make a big difference in their life. I love, I love, love, love that you've made this so practical. I talked to so many mamas who either didn't grow up with parents who were invested in their life like this. So they have not had this modeled at all, or they feel so completely inept because of their own stumbles or their own struggles through the years. Um, so to actually give give these parents a year where you're literally walking hand in hand with them every week, I think is is incredibly helpful and and just such a great idea. So I'm so glad that that's the way you've got this set up. Thank you. I'm really excited. And the fun thing, it releases October 26th. You can pre-order it now, but version, the Bible app, actually has a seven-day devotional for homeschool moms that just launched today oh, that yay. you can go on there. And so it's taken some of those from my book and made it shorter for their version with some scriptures, but we included a family activity. It's a condensed version of the activity because obviously you can't have that many words in it, but <laughs> it will give them something to get started even right now where they can take those fun activities and they can have that encouragement in their homeschool so they can get on there right now and go through that as a family. Oh, that is so awesome. Well, we will um, link to that actual study in the show notes um, as well as to your book page and that kind of thing. So we make sure everyone can find uh, this resource because again, I think it sounds so practical and so helpful. Um, before we run out of time, I wanted to revisit one thing. You were talking so much about conversation is key. And and that is something that, again, David and I just really try to reinforce on an ongoing basis. Um, I love the way that you noted, even humbly asking for forgiveness, going in, talking about what God is teaching you, both the good and the bad. You know, there have been a lot of times when what we've had to share is stuff that God is convicting us about. Um, but, but just how important those conversations and taking the time and being transparent enough to have them. I think that, that there was a long time when transparency in Christian families was kind of lagging in a lot of Christian families. Um, and I think that that is honestly part of why we see some, some moms and dads that are raising children now that really struggle with it. So what would you say kind of as we're kind of winding down here about that transparency element and letting your kids know that you stumble, but also that you're growing and changing every day as well? Uh, I couldn't agree with you more, Leslie. It really is the key factor is that transparency and vulnerability, because as we're trying to disciple our kids, sometimes we forget how it might feel on their end if we're constantly teaching and correcting and saying, mm -hmm. hey, these are things that you're doing wrong. 
it can feel very condemning for them. It can feel discouraging. And so when we take that step back and we say, as a family, these are things we're working on. And that even though we recognize that we want to help you grow in this area, we know that we need growth in it too. And that's where coming at this from a family approach will make a big difference. Being able to share when you're struggling, you know, my kids have been there when I'm crying and feeling Mm. discouraged. My kids, we've talked about what I'm feeling. We've talked about, um, you know, we've gone through losses and we've processed why does God do this? Or, you know, what's, how do we deal when we lose someone we love? Or how do we, how do we walk through this when things don't come the way, you know, my family, we've gone through some different things with betrayals and church hurt and, you know, a Mm. lot of different things that my kids have had to walk through with us and, things that, you know, you don't realize how it's affecting your kid until they end up sharing. And I had a conversation with my daughter recently where she shared her fears of what if these bad things happen again when we're planting another church or what, Mm. you know, what, what are we going to do if this happens? And so it gave us this great opportunity for me to share. I understand, and I've had fears as well, but this is what the Bible says, and this is what God's promise is, and this is why we're doing what we're doing. So when I have those conversations and I don't shy away from them, but just acknowledging it with my kids, that's really where I've seen the most growth in them so far is just by us doing it together and acknowledging that we all fall short every single day. And our kids need to know that because otherwise they're striving for perfection Hmm. instead of recognizing that even if their parents are pastors, even if their parents are, you know, the greatest people in the world, they are going to struggle and they're going to have new struggles. They'll overcome some things and they'll start with something else that never in this life do we stop learning, do we stop growing, uh, do we stop needing Jesus, right? And so the more that we can show that to our kids and have those deep conversations, the better off they're going to be. Amen and amen. I could not agree more. Um, You know, our children see us very, very clearly, and especially if we're homeschooling, because they are with us all the time. Um, So for us to not acknowledge those things are really setting them up to not acknowledge things as they grow. Um, It's going to make it a whole lot harder to get to their heart, especially as they get into those middle school and high school years um, where they're they're not inclined to be as vulnerable as they are when they're young. So um, yeah, just just keep it real. Mom and dad, be, be transparent. Let them see you grow. Let them see you struggle even and see how God's grace covers those things and will give you the strength to walk through the hard valleys. And you don't have to give them all the details. David and I have always um, been very upfront with our kids when we were praying about stuff, just like you were noting earlier. And and there are some details that you don't share with, with kids at different ages, but you can at least bring them in on praying together as a family, because then you can rejoice at how God answers, whether you particularly like the answer or not, you're able to see God's hand at play. Um, and those are incredibly valuable lessons that ha- are practical, they're in the moment, and they're relevant because they apply to something right then that impacts them. Absolutely. And take time to to celebrate and to praise mm-hmm. God for those answered prayers, to write them down. That is so important for our kids to have things that they can look back on and remember all the ways God carried them through difficult situations. When we're helping them to journal that um, or to have some way of memorizing that and remembering it, they're setting themselves up so that whatever they face later on in life, they've got a promise and they have a testimony mm-hmm. to stand on. 
Oh, absolutely. And in, you know, in our family, those things come up really naturally in everyday conversation, even now. And it's amazing how God will bring those to my big kids' minds, um, stuff that I hadn't even thought about for years. And yet God continues to bring that back up and just use it as, you know, as a stone of remembrance for them as they are facing new trials and new struggles as they're growing. So super, super awesome to see God's hand at work in your family. Um, And there are so many ways that you can reinforce how to do that. So Katie, thank you so much for joining us today. Before you go, I want to make sure that you tell everyone where they can find you, where they can pre-order your book. um, And then I'll include all of those links in the show notes as well. Absolutely. I'd love to connect with you. I love helping homeschool moms. I'm always available. So you can reach me at katiejtrent.com. That's my Grow Your Faith, Strengthen Your Family, Simplify Your Homeschool. We do all that there. So you can join our Grow Your Faith family. Uh, You can pre-order the book at dishingupdevotions.com. It's available everywhere, Amazon, uh, Barnes and Noble, Walmart, you know, anywhere books are sold, you can find it there. It's called Dishing Up Devotions, 36 Faith Building Activities for Homeschooling Families. And then you can connect with me on social media. I'm at Katie J. Trent on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and then Grow Your Faith on Pinterest. So I'd love to connect with you and encourage you along your journey. Well, thank you so much. So we will connect all or we will link all of those uh, ways to connect with Katie in the show notes for today's podcast. Um, Katie, it has been a joy to hear from you. It's always exciting to talk to someone that I can just amen all along the way. So (laughs) thank you for being with us. Thank you so much, Leslie. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And thank you to everyone else for joining us as well. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day and I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events. And then throughout the year, when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community, check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.